Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen, Hall of Famer. Another Hall of Famer has joined us today, Stephen Reichland. Stephen's been on the show several times over the years and always enjoy our conversations with that. But Stephen, as you know, I think that this is the part of the show that uh, is maybe a little more uh irreverent i don't want to say irrelevant uh because of some of the questions we ask it's more fun than anything so are you ready my friend i'm ready okay um what barbecue grilling or smoking technique took you the longest to master huh um i think achieving that thin blue smoke you know, uh, dosing the wood in such a way that uh, you get a consistent smoke throughout. Like most people that have Y chromosomes, I sort of, my brain is wired to think, okay, uh, so if you're going to add eight cups of chips over five hours, wouldn't it just, why not add them all the first 15 minutes, you know, yeah. and just uh-huh. get it done with. And that's obviously not how it works. Sure. I understand. If you could work with one of your barbecue heroes besides yourself, who would it be? Mm. That is an excellent question. There are uh, so many. Um, I think, you know, for barbecue, I think it would be Aaron Franklin. I mean, because he's mm-hmm. just such a consummate master. Um, yeah. Okay, that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does the best day for Stephen Reichland contain for activities? Now, uh, we're talking away from work, right. so away from grilling and smoking and that. But what's the best day for you contain in activities? Well, so I have two hobbies that are non, uh, well, I have many hobbies, but two that are non-related to barbecue. And one is uh, bicycling and the other is sailing. And so hmm. for me, the best day involves riding my bike down to uh, my local sailing club, hopping on my sailboat and uh, going out on Biscayne Bay. Oh, well, there you nice. go. See, uh-huh. maybe Leanne, you can hook a ride with him sometime, do a little fishing while he's uh-huh, out there. Uh-huh. Leanne no, I, loves I, to I, fish. I do, yeah. but I, I actually bought a sailboat when I was younger, a uh, little sunfish and mm-hmm. lived on a lake and loved to sail. I, I can appreciate that for sure. Absolutely. Well, actually, my, my I don't get completely away from barbecue because my boat's name is Barbacoa. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so if uh, Leanne declared you supreme ruler of barbecue for one week and you could make one supreme decree, what would that decree be? Wood. 
Cook over wood. Cook over wood. Okay. Love it. Do you remember, Stephen, the first thing you ever grilled or smoked or barbecued? Mm. Not the first thing. I do remember when I lived in Boston, I had a a little gas grill out on the deck. And I remember in January chipping the ice off of it, uh, (laughs) shoveling the the snow path to the grill uh, uh, through the snow and then uh, grilling a steak. Uh, But uh, I don't remember the first thing. There you go. What's the uh, dumbest thing you've ever seen done with a grill or barbecue? Oh, boy. Uh, well, I guess firing it up in the garage. Uh, that's, pretty, that's that's pretty dumb. Yeah. Uh, charcoal grill, at least. And then I think the dumbest thing on a gas grill is leaving the lid down and trying to light the grill with the, with the lid down. Oh, then, OK. That's not only dumb, it's extremely dangerous. Yeah. Where's the worst place you ever had to cook? The worst place I ever had to cook. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let me rephrase that if you don't mind. Uh, and I'll no, tell you he... where I'll tell you the worst place I ever had to eat barbecue, but it turned out go. to be totally amazing. So when I was researching uh uh barbecue Bible, uh in Thailand, the people who are really known to do the best grilling are the Isan, which uh is a tribe up on the northeastern uh border of Thailand. And they also tend to be the poorest and they tend to be the the kind of guys that do the grunt work on the construction projects in uh, Bangkok. And I was taken to an Eastern, you know, had to, I wanted to have Eastern barbecue. So I was taken to an Eastern restaurant. Well, restaurant's a pretty grandiose name. It was a dirt floored shack and uh, screenless windows that overlooked a stagnant canal with dead dogs in the, in the uh, canal and there were flies everywhere. And, uh, but I was the guest of honor, you know, and they uh, had really put on a fabulous feast for me. So um, I needed to eat everything and I ate everything and it was delicious. And then I wondered, you know, it's a sort of gastric, gastric, gastric uh, roulette. Would I uh, survive the night? But I'm pleased to say because it was grilled and probably sterilized, I, did find the next there you go there you go um besides the things that you've written do you have a favorite barbecue book Mm, that's uh also a good question you know a real oldie but it certainly got me started on my path it was the thrill of the grill by chris slesinger and uh, doc willoughby that was really the first serious barbecue book that came out and it uh I remember because I, you know, I was, uh, Chris and I were friends. I was the restaurant critic at uh, Boston Magazine. And that was back at a time when one sort of measured quality uh, of food by its Frenchness. You know, France was considered the the uh, paragon of fine cuisine. And Chris came along and, and said, you know, I never tasted any food uh, cooked at a French restaurant that was half as good as something, you know, some Jamaican jerk uh, smoked over a fire, you know, in a dirt shack on the beach. And, uh, you know, uh, I never had a Hollandaise sauce or an exquisite French sauce that was nearly as exciting as a uh, spice rub or a Mexican salsa. And that, you know, that that just kind of, uh, I'm classically French trained. So that, that was a real eye opener for me. And I, I, I think I've come around to, to see that point of view now. There you go. There you go. Um, 
biggest change that you think should be made in barbecue? Some maybe it's a misconception that people have that you would like to see clarified and get it right once and for all. Well, you know, traditional American barbecue, it was really about the smoke and the spice and the quality of the meat. Nobody really talked about the quality of the meat. And generally, right. um, people, you know, bought the cheapest commodity pork and beef they could find. And if I could see one thing that change, it would be really to improve the quality of the uh, raw materials. You know, we always say, I always say that you're Grilling is only as good as where the food comes from, and that food is only as good as what it eats. So in my household, for example, we pretty much exclusively use organic meat. Uh, we use uh, we try and use happy meats in my planet planet barbecue line. We use what are called ha happy animals. You know, we're we're not buying beef that's uh, industrially processed. It also mm -hmm. makes us very expensive, unfortunately. But I'd like to see people really pay attention to where the food comes from. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good idea. Um, if you just think about the number of chickens we go through in this country every day, it's huge. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Well, you know, you pay for what you get, you know, and if, if you're paying eight bucks, uh, eight bucks for a chicken uh, and I'm paying 30 bucks for a chicken, you can imagine what mine eats as opposed to what the eight buck chicken eats. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Do you uh, have a um, a favorite barbecue cut of meat i mean are ribs your favorite brisket or you like it all well i like a packer brisket uh and you know i like uh, primer upper choice um uh, for uh steaks i like a, a a prime steak uh you know it's it is so varied um uh, i will make a confession that um people will probably throw eggs at me for but uh uh, you know, the the great baby back versus spare rib uh, right. mm -hmm. debate. And debate. spare ribs, of course, have more flavor and they're bigger and tougher to cook and more fat and everything. But I like I like baby backs, but I like St. Louis cut. I mean, that's that's maybe the compromise. You know, St. Louis cut is a spare rib that looks and eats like a ba uh, like a baby. back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. OK, here's some fun stuff. Um, and if there's any of these questions you don't want to answer, just go. I'll pass. Okay. Um, if we put your life to music, what music would it be? Jefferson Airplane. Okay. Ah. Well, that answers this question, Captain and Tennille or the Almond Brothers. So <laughs> I think we got that. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, boy. Uh, favorite movie. Wow. Um, I got to come back to that. Okay. All right. By the way, parenthetically, I am watching an absolutely spectacular series. Oh, what is it? Uh, it's on uh, Paramount Plus, and it's called uh, The Offer. Yes. And it and it is the story of how they made The Godfather. And I can't. Uh, I won't say The Godfather is my favorite movie because uh, it's not. You know, I do have the answer to that. My favorite movie. Scarface. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's dan dances dances with wolves. With wolves. Uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, with, uh, Kevin. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited about this. The year. office. Okay. Oh, you must. No, you will I, you will thank me. I and know. not only is it spectacular entertainment, and we do try and ration ourselves the one episode per uh -huh. night instead of binging, but right. it has so unleashed the floodgates of my creativity just ah. watching it because it's about creative people and what they have to go through to, to achieve their vision. Yes. 
I love it. I had a friend of mine recommend that to me. And he said, have you ever seen the offer? And I said, no, I said, I think I saw the trailers for it or something. Yeah. He goes, you got to watch it. Yeah. So, don't watch. So Are you guys I, watching anything really, really great now? Uh, I'm watching this shooter oh. <laughs> on Netflix. So that would be Is no. That like, no okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's three yeah. seasons. I said, if they're around for three seasons, it must be good. It has an interesting storyline, you know, about the okay. president, CIA, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not going to say watch it. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a freebie. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the offer is the best thing I've seen in a while. I'm looking Honestly. forward to it. Yeah, it, it's really good. I and mean, move- the other the, the other two we really love are West Wing, which we also religiously oh, watch once a year, and uh-huh. uh, the newsroom that that which kind yeah. of came and went kind of quietly, but uh, yeah, that was really smart television. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. Um, Stephen, did you ever cook in a snowstorm in your underwear? <laughs> no. Okay. How, however, I will tell you a funny story. So uh, one. <laughs> One year I uh, was doing, I've been invited to do a class in Calgary uh, Mm. up in Canada. It was the end of September. I came from Miami, figured how cold could it be in Calgary in September? Well, anyway, I arrived in my little thin shirt, my my penny loafers and, you know, a pair of khakis. And there was six inches of snow fell while I was doing my class. So, yeah, yeah, I uh, I've actually seen it in August uh in calgary snow and we had to leave we actually we were showing horses back then and we were up in the calgary tower having lunch the show was over and i looked out to the east and there was this ominous black wall coming towards us and i asked the waitress i said what is you got a storm she goes no snow's coming in oh boy and I said, well, is it just going to pay? She goes, no, the storm's going to be here and it should last a couple of days. We finished our lunch very quickly, down, went back to the stampede grounds, loaded up everything and took off for the border. And we mm-hmm. outran it anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, that's uh, that's pretty tough. Did you have you ever smoked an armadillo? No. Okay, good um that would be some pretty chewy stuff maybe that'll be on his new show it might be <laughs> yeah it, 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 it's tough on a scale of one to ten how much barbecue do you eat on a regular basis well if you're talking about barbecue as in smoked brisket smoked ribs uh when i am the in the parts of the country where that is uh uh, you know the specialty i eat it often i'd say back at home in miami we have a couple of pretty good places you know maybe uh once or twice a month i mean it's certainly not every day oh cool however we do i i would say we eat grilled food you know easily eight or nine times a week and that includes breakfast and lunch too interesting you know there's a there's a what do i want to say a conscientious divide between some folks in the country that if it's not smoked if it's not barbecue as the way they see barbecue uh, it's not real it's not good um my theory is you know if you're cooking outside and you're enjoying what you're doing fine you know yeah i thought that leanna you i don't know if you've ever chimed in on that with me what about yeah, I mean, it's grilling, 
you know, it, it isn't like you have to have smoke to have good food. You know, I, as Stephen said, you know, cooking over hot heat fire, it's, you know, it's, to me, it's very convenient. It gets the flavors I want. You know, I can experiment with, you know, different spices and I like to even put sauces on the side or what have you, but, um, it's kind of barbecue kind of has a stigma that it, it, it has to have smoke to be barbecue, but it, it really, I don't think it does. Yeah. And a majority of people own like gas grills in this uh -huh. country. I mean, yeah. they still outsell everything because of the convenience or, you know, maybe some communities can't have an open fire or whatever. Uh, I just think as long as you're outside and you're enjoying what you're doing and the people that you're cooking for like it, they consume it. You do what you do. Um, I think that's it, actually. <laughs> I think that's what I'll, the, Q, I'll, the, the Q and A is done. Wow. The Q and A is done, Stephen. I I kind of went through everything I wanted to ask you there. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeff and Leanne, this was a pure delight. I really, uh, really enjoyed. Uh, you're obviously uh, very well prepared for this, and. Uh, well, it's Very an honor well. to have you, truly. Yeah. Amiable and interviewers, so thank you. Thank you. You're we welcome. look forward to crossing paths down the road and hope you have a wonderful holiday. Thank you, you too. And um, we'll talk soon. Eat a lot of that dark so. meat, buddy. Oh, by the way, but when this airs, let me know a couple days ahead of time. And if you have a graphic to accompany it with, then we'll promote it on social media. Perfect. Perfect. Thank Love you. It. Thank you very okay. much. Jeff will get Take care. Sure. Happy we got it. To you. Thanks. You too. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, folks, Bye -bye. for listening. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours. Until then, take care. And remember, again, our motto, turn it, don't burn it.